0: Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast, presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Immac Sports. Instagram is at Immac Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode thirty-four. Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Yeah. I don't know about
1: uh, much more than that.
2: Yes, yeah, Brett's that here Dude, I am.
1: There's yeah. got to be. There's got to be an NFL running back to World thirty-four that I'm just forgetting there.
2: Probably. I don't there's know. There's
1: I- definitely a couple out there. That's something probably. to.
2: Maybe we'll come back to it at the end of the show, but we're going to go over this weekend and will be uh, days two and three in the NFL draft and maybe some other things. In, some uh,
0: uh, notable events.
2: Yeah, that we'll go over that during halftime, but let's start off with the opener. So my opener is going to be Ramon Laureano's eighth inning uh, against the Orioles on Sunday where he pretty much nearly robbed a, a home run from DJ Stewart. And then went on to hit a home run in the bottom half of the inning. That gave the A's a 5-7 lead. And uh, that lead ended up being held by Jake Diekman in the ninth, giving the A's a victory after losing two in a row to the Orioles. And I've never really seen Ramon that emotional or active uh, before. He's screaming and saying some choice words, but I'm all for it. I love when people play at the motion. And the second part for me is going to be Casey Hayward signing with the Raiders. Uh that I wanted for the whole time this offseason is finally coming to, not the Bay, but the Vegas. Uh, Gets to reunite with his old D.C. Gus Bradley where he thrived for well he kind of made his living there and made his name known there uh, with Gus Bradley and he gets to help some young secondary members that the Raiders have and I'm excited to see that combo go down.
0: All right, the best thing I saw was the New York Jets first four picks that's Zach Wilson at two Elijah Barry Tucker at 14, Elijah Moore at 34, and Michael Carter at 107. This is great to see. It's the first time in a while we haven't fucked up on draft picks in the first four rounds. I know, uh, you know, nothing's certain, and it's, there's a very low chance all these guys are going to be good players. But it's just great to see we're headed in the right direction.
1: Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with Trey Lance, or more so, the lack of Mac Mac Jones. <laughs> One of, one of the best feelings I've had a long time is hearing Trey Lance's name called by Commissioner Roger Goodell at number three for the 49ers. However, Mac Jones now scares the shit out of me with the New England Patriots, so, but glad he's not a niner. Yeah. He doesn't scare me as much. I, he, he scares the crap out of me.
2: He scares the fuck out of me. But I, no. I'm kind of for it. I think it's going it to be a good combo. But uh, if you want to hear more about the first round, I recommend you go check out our draft day one. Recap that we posted up. Mm-hmm. Draft grades for all 32 first-round picks for all 32 first-round picks uh, That was up on Friday and it's obviously obviously still there so go check it out if you want All right, let's get into a little baseball right. we'll, we'll do halftime once we're done with baseball and get football in the second half. So first off uh, Toronto Blue Jays they have a very strong lineup when healthy uh, Springer's been starting to come back. He's actually out today and out yesterday mm-hmm. with some fatigue uh, Teoscar Hernandez is coming back from, I think, some COVID stuff. Uh, their whole lineup is, is pretty much healthy right now. and Obviously, this lineup ranks really up high in the AL, not only or also the MLB, but where do you guys rank this Jays lineup in the AL mm-hmm. with healthy? Yeah, I think it's the
0: top of the AL. 7-3 uh, and three in their last 10. Obviously, Springer's back. Three homers in four
1: games. Uh, they're starting to get the hang of it. Yeah, i have to lay out like kind of a spreadsheet to see all the lineups, you know, stacked up against each other. But I don't think there's any way when this lineup's healthy, it's not a top three lineup. We haven't been fortunate enough to see all of them healthy, but we know Vladdy's been raking. Uh, Simeon's been slumping a little bit. BGO's had a rough start to the year. Beau Bichette's doing well. But with Springer, Teoscar coming back, and hopefully Lourdes Gorillot getting hot because he's kind of a streaky guy, if all those guys are clicking at the same time, that's a scary lineup for any pitcher.
2: Yeah, I'm saying either two or three in the AL. There's three lineups that come to mind when I think of this question. It's uh, the Jays, it's the White Sox, and it's the Yankees. Obviously, the White Sox lineup isn't healthy right now with uh, Robert now out and Eloy being out the whole season. And the Yankees lineup isn't completely healthy right now either. But with all lineups healthy, I'd say this is number two, just behind the Yankees
1: i thought the Astros in there one completely healthy. I, yeah, think, I, I think, think the Astros, and even the A's when they're clicking can be thrown in there, but I think those are the top three that you mentioned.
2: Yeah, but I, I think Springer, the loss of Springer takes the Astros out of the top three for me. With yeah, just their, right. their low line of production kind of doesn't add up to what the, the other teams have. But we're going to talk about one of the three teams that we were talking about there. In the, the New York Yankees off to a rough start, but they're now starting to heat up. They've won seven out of the last ten. Uh, and they're starting to roll a little bit. Are the Yankees' early season struggles behind them, Scali? They're starting to figure
0: things out, 7-3 uh, and three in the last 10. But this is mainly because of, I mean, obviously they're not the best four players on the team. But I'm going to call them the big four. Cole Kluber, Judge, and Giancarlo Stanton had monster weeks last week. That helps a lot, obviously. And uh, it's no disrespect to DJ Lemahieu, But when these four guys are on, they should be all right.
1: Yeah, I think it was only a matter of time. I think we all knew this before the Yankees, you know, fixed their early season struggles. There's too much talent, too much production that we've seen in the past from the guys in the lineup to continue that way. It was a bit surprising to even see it at the beginning of the year, but I think that's going to be past them. They might hit another little rough stretch or two, but for the rest of the year, I expect the Yankees to be very competitive and win that division.
2: Yeah, I think the Yankees' early season struggles are past them. Uh... They're starting to get guys starting to come around again. Uh, Giancarlo now has a 10-game hit streak. Uh, they got really good pitching performances from Kluber and Cole, as well as Tyon in, in their last uh, time around. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about some of those starts later on here as well. But, yeah, I think the Yankees' struggles are past them. The bullpen should start to come together, as well as the rest of their team. And when the Yankees are clicking, they're a scary team in the AL, and I think, I think they're on that path mm-hmm. right now. All right, we're going to go to the opposite side of the spectrum here for teams that had a slow start and still are slow, maybe starting to heat up a little bit, though, in recent days. It's the Twins and the Cubs. Which team is more disappointing so far?
0: I believe this one's Minnesota. Um, Other than Buxton and Cruz, the lineup has been horrible. Uh, Maeda and Berrios have been below average uh, when they were expected to have Cy Young-type seasons. The bullpen... Like, come on, Dubnac and ERA is over seven? That's that's not going to do it. And the reason for this is we expected some tension in Chicago with all the contracts. And we know they have no depth in the lineup or rotation. Guys are starting to get hurt, and it's showing. So I'm not surprised Chicago's struggling.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Twins as being the bigger disappointment so far. Simply for the fact, I didn't have a lot of expectations for the Cubs heading into this year. Like Skyler said, there was, already, there was issues last year there um not a huge fan of their depth not a huge fan of the rotation zach davies who was one of their offseason acquisitions, like, has been horrible but the twins the twins were supposed to be the team that you know won that division the cubs i didn't have the cubs winning their division so for every time take the twins mitch garver starting to heat up a little bit buxton's had an amazing year finally showing you know he used to be the number one prospect in all of baseball he's mm-hmm. showing he's showing why this year nelson cruz even at like 38 years old where he is just mr consistent but the rest of that lineup. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Tyler Ro- Taylor Rodgers. He's, he's been tearing he's been, yeah. it up. He's been good. Yeah. 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 Taylor Rodgers been good, but th- I mean, we, we saw them face the A's a couple weeks ago. I think mm-hmm. a big part their defense is horrible. As a Instead collective. Buxton. Yeah, Buxton amazing, obviously, but that team's pretty horrible defensively. Th- there's just a lot of things that they need to smooth out before they get back to the top of that division.
2: Yeah. I- Little fact check here. You said Nelson Cruz is 38. He's actually 64. <laughs> so uh, Wow. That
1: makes sense. Yeah, a
2: little off there, but yeah. Seems like he's 64, been in the league forever, and he just keeps on getting. It's better, those uh, better.
0: Wheaties with HGH in them.
2: It's the Benjamin Button. Is that, is that the guy that aged backwards? I don't know. I think that like I have him. no clue. I, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how Nelson Cruz has been playing over the last 10 years. But the Twins are my team that's more disappointing here, too. Uh, I think also Brett kind of brought up a good point with the expectations. I expected the Cubs to be a team like right around 500, mm-hmm. but, uh, their hitting has been worse than I even expected. Bias has been hitting the long bowl. Chris Bryant's been absolutely amazing, but yeah, besides mm-hmm. that, they haven't really done jack shit and same with on the pitching side their bullpen isn't that good no. the rotation has been providing the endings that they need from them I mean, right
1: now Arietta's is their best starter that's, yeah that's crazy kimball has not- been pretty decent has been yeah. good but, but he, he hasn't had a lot of chances
2: yeah but i mean arietta in 2021 is not the same as arietta in 2015 2016 no. so there's a whole different thing there and so with that i'm going with the twins uh I think these guys have already brought up some good points of the Twins. They um, haven't really been going close to expectations so far this year. I think for most of the guys, it's been the exact opposite, especially with Barrios and uh, Maeda. Maeda. Maeda especially, I think um, he's floating around a 6 year array right um, now. And for a guy that's had like 2 5 year array over the last 2-3 like, years, it's kind of surprising. To s- or it's very surprising to see. Yeah.
1: I mean, to be fair to the Twins, I don't think their lineup's been horrible. I think it has been mostly pitching and defense that has let them down. Cause I think even Donaldson's been pretty good. He's been all
2: right, I, I think, think the lineups hurt are okay. for a yeah. bit too. But let's go to awards, and we'll get to halftime, and then talk about football. together. who is your player of the week?
0: My player of the week is J-Ram Jose Ramirez. Last week, he had 400 with four homers, four walks, and 10 ribbies.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Chris Bryant at .450, 522 on base percentage over the last seven days. Only three homers and six RBIs, but he's only? been on base all the time. Well Compared to J-Ram Ram yeah. only, but on base all the time, I'll take it.
2: Yeah, I'm going with Chris Bryant here, too. I was watching that game on, I think, Saturday or Sunday, where it was 12-12 in the eighth inning or something like that, and I stopped watching after that. But uh, Chris Bryant hit two home runs in that game, and every single time he came up to the plate, he was hitting the ball hard. and. A guy you couldn't get out if you were the Reds that game. So I'm going with Chris Bryant for my player of the week. Fair, he turned it up. Who's your pitcher of the week, man? My pitcher of the week for the
0: first time. It's not going to be Jacob DeGrom. This one's going to Corey Kluber. 14 and two-thirds innings with a .61 ERA. 15 Ks. Three walks. Crazy performance the other night. What do you have? Four, not 14 Ks.
2: Corey Kluber? Yeah. Eight
0: one walk, yeah. and 10 K. Ten. It was 10Ks. Anyways, uh, great to see him. Uh, okay, it's not great. I don't like the Yankees, but I like, I like him. Yeah. I like Corey Kluber. I like I'm, Corey Kluber. I'm glad Corey Kluber's pitching good.
1: Yeah, for the sake of, I, I'm, I'm not sure who Kyle has, but for the sake of not saying Corey Kluber, gave, yeah. I'm going to go with Tyler Glass now. Mm-hmm. He had a 2.08 ERA, which isn't as impressive as Kluber's, obviously. But 13 innings pitched across two start 18 strikeouts, a so 1.15 whip. Very solid week for mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I like Kluber in this, too. I also like Garrett Cole. Six innings, four hits, 12 strikeouts, no mm-hmm. runs. That's kind of what you expect from Garrett Cole when he gets on the hill. But it's kind of crazy that we're expecting somebody to do something like that. It Together, is. who is your rookie of the week?
0: I got a back-to-back winner. It's Dylan Cease again for a seven-inning, nine Ks,
1: no runs, no walks performance last week. I love that. He was my breakout player of the year prediction at the beginning of the year, but I'm going to go to Alex Kirilov, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outfielder slash first baseman for the for the Twins, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit 354 bombs, 10 RBIs, 364 on base percentage. Mm-hmm. Very solid week from a young, upcoming rookie.
2: I'm going killer off as well here. Hit his first big league home run this week and added on three more. Uh, hit 400 I think it was. It's It's been a good week for him and yeah. Hopefully, a sign of change. Big for sleeper
0: teams. for uh, Rookie of the Year in the AL. Mm. Yeah. If he Some cares good about odds. He
2: yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a lot of great hitters in the AL that are super, super young, and there's going to be a lot more uh, within the next coming years. For yeah. Sure. All right. Team of the Week. Last award.
0: I'm going to go with Toronto. Uh, seven and three. They're getting their guys back. They're going to be dangerous. Seven that's that's all I got for you. Sorry. Seven and three yeah. in the last 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a long week.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm going to take St. Louis. I think they're 8-2 over the last 10. Um, I saw Toronto. Yes, I, I like Toronto as well, but they lost to the A. So, mm-hmm. you know, fresh in my mind, I'm going to go St. Louis. Solid pitching over there. You know, lineups getting going. Hopefully, I think they will win that division. Yes, sir. Oh, wait, no. No, sir. Yeah, you can
2: go Brewers, guy. <laughs> my know. team of the week is going to be the Washington Nationals. They, went, they only played four games within the last seven days. But four uh, and 1.1 team ERA, which is if you have a one point one team ERA, yes. you're not going to yeah. lose many games if alone, mm-hmm. if if any at all. That's honestly.
0: without Juan Soto too, right?
2: Uh, yeah, he's been hurt. I think he, he should be coming back. He's on again. the bench tonight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's my team of the week, and that's gonna take us.
0: Welcome back to the second half. We're going to start it off with some uh, very sad news. Uh, Dustin May, Dodger starter, who likes to pump 102, found some UCL damage. He needs Tommy John.
1: Oh, for the year, man. You,
0: you just hate to see it. You, even if you don't like him or the Dodgers, you hate to see the UCL damage. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Great great player. A lot a lot of talent. Good mm-hmm. great stuff. Great
1: hair. Honestly is <laughs> No bad hair.
2: Probably probably top ten stuff and that will be as far
1: as once he gets his shit together, yeah.
2: Yeah. Or or right now, honestly. Honestly,
1: he, yeah, down. he's already dicing people. I mean I and mean, you know what's crazy about it? He's like the fifth starter fifth starter for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's what happens mm-hmm. when you got two Cy Young awards. It's winning. crazy.
2: It's funny, I was watching uh Bowers vlog yesterday and he, he's in the locker room. With, with Kershaw and bauer has got his, his Cy Young award in his hands because he just got awarded it prior to the game. He's like, uh-huh. yo, Kershaw, what do you do with these? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> where do these go? Like, Give it and, to your mom. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> crazy that that question can actually be popped up there in the Dodgers locker room with all, all the pitching that they have.
0: It is crazy. Uh, some other disappointing news. Luis Robert, grade three hip flexor. They say 12 to 16 weeks. I've out of heard.
2: baseball activity.
0: Yeah. Oh, so not even playing. Yeah. And I've heard some people in Chicago say there's a chance he's done for the year. They might shut him down. Just not good if they need him on a playoff
1: run because Eloy's already out.
2: Eloy actually might be able to return. Oh, yeah. Run. They, at
1: this point, Eloy might have a better shot at coming back than Robert. But rip my fantasy team That mm. is yeah, my starting, one of my starting outfielders, as, as, as is the guys. next guy. He's also on my fantasy team, senior. Yeah. Another, another <laughs> player with a tragic
0: injury. Jesus I relate to this one <laughs> breaks his pinky playing video games. apparently slammed his hand down on the desk. I think everybody's done that one before. I did yeah. that today.
2: yeah, uh, you, I definitely hear the bang uh, quite a bit from Xavi. <laughs> I, I just read
0: like you hear about the shit, but like our pitcher did this. Yeah.
2: he he already said that he's uh he's, he, he's sorry and he knows it's an immature mistake and but well uh, I mean p- twenty one right it. yeah he, he did pitch wow. through it he pitched through it, a, ha- it. a hairline fracture yeah. one, so I, I don't know how bad it actually was
1: mm-hmm. but
2: uh I Bomo in the the press conference was not didn't seem pleased to say that 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 happened obviously yeah so, yeah I I, was, I would just
1: bad. lie and say something else
2: happened <laughs> yeah. He, uh,
1: what he was saving uh, a family and broke his pinky. Yeah. What? What, what was the Madison Bumgarner? Oh, the the horse? horses. Yeah. Was it? What was the excuse he used though? So? Who knows? So, I don't remember. Anyways, I know there's. Been a couple, had one like. That. Yeah, I know there's been a couple <laughs> stories of guys you know coming out saying something happened, but in reality, it was a different yeah. something different happened.
0: Well, uh, guys, the Rockies got a new interim general manager. They've hired Bill Schmidt. He had 22 years in Colorado as the VP of Scouting, so hopefully they can uh,
2: scout some players? get
0: some players into their organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some speed in the outfield, maybe some college arms. Yeah. Hopefully that'll help.
2: Arms don't really work no matter what, though, unless you're getting the swing and miss in yeah. Colorado. And it's harder to get swing swings and misses in Colorado with the altitude.
0: Mm-hmm. It's tough. But uh, Okay, well, we got to talk about some draft stuff that didn't make it into where's your head at. Uh, Dylan Moses, five-star recruit, Alabama linebacker. He tore his ACL 2019. He came back, and he was really bad, guys. He lost all his muscle. It looked like a corner playing middle linebacker, and he was missing tackles in and out. But he gets a chance with Jacksonville. He got signed. UDFA. You like it, Kyle and Brett.
2: I mean, it's a low-risk thing for the Jags. I mean, why not at this point? We already know the talent that Dylan Moses is. And it's crazy to think because a year ago today, if we're looking at mock drafts for this, this year mm-hmm. or the draft that just happened, we see Dylan Moses within top 15 picks, and to see, see him just fall through the whole draft is something yeah. shocking to me.
0: It's tough. Well, uh, I got some notable UDFAs for you guys. Jarrett Patterson, Buffalo running backs, going to Washington. Jamie Newman, Wake Forest quarterback, is going to the Eagles. Shaker Brown, DB for Michigan State, is going to Pittsburgh. They really needed one. That's that's actually a pretty good pickup. And the top player on my board that went undrafted are Darius Washington, TCU
1: safety, is going to Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one other mention: one Troy or Trey, Troy, Troy Warner, Fred mm-hmm. his brother, who. Originally was mocked like third fourth round. He went undrafted. He signed with the Los Angeles Rams. So he's gonna play his brother two times a year. Wow! Oh.
0: If he makes the team. Yeah. If he, if exactly. he makes the team. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's always I like watching the DFAs, especially you know the Jets. We had like six of them starting last year, so <laughs> it's always interesting.
2: Yeah, probably not gonna have six of them starting this year. I or hope. Less, not. I hope not. Yeah.
0: Well, unless it's Hamukar Shed. I like him. <laughs> That's not six though. Or Kenny Yaboa.
2: One one or two could start. Okay. Kenny sign with you guys. Yeah, I like Kenny. hmm
0: Robbie Anderson was a UDFA for us. Kendrick
1: Bourne. Yeah, there's a couple good UDFA out there.
2: <laughs> Beastly fullback actually announced yeah. two picks, and uh, how he did his picks was actually really really cool because Willie wow. Brown would always do this thing where when he announced picks he'd say like oh like make sure you go up to your mom and say happy Mother's Day and stuff and yeah Alec Engle did that which I think was cool after the wow. passing. Keeping game up now. the uh, the tradition. tradition, yeah. yeah,
0: That's cool. And uh, another thing we actually just realized, we should probably put it in the show, uh, minor league baseball starting today. It's great to see. Uh, there was a top five list of the best AAA teams. Durham Bulls, number one, obviously, Wander Franco.
2: Yeah, MILB LB being back is something I'm very happy about because minor leagues was something that kind of got screwed over in the last year and a half with For COVID. Sure. Uh, we saw... Forrest uh, tried to not pay uh, his guys. Forrest is the age owner, by the way, but mm-hmm. he, he tried to not pay the minor leaguers, which actually very much need the money. And Forrest has $2.2 2 billion to his name, so it kind of makes sense. But
0: It's just the most disappointing thing is that obviously the top guys are going to go to the alternate site. Mm-hmm. But that's two years of development gone for some of these guys. That's yeah. the difference between a 27-year-old Starter, who's what What kind of deal is he gonna get if he gets arbitration? At what is it, 33? Yeah, that's that's tough,
2: but I mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how, like, the the pro not the, the mainstream product prospects that uh, mm-hmm. get called up by the guys like Ramon Laureano, mm-hmm. who wasn't a high prospect, yep. like number 25 26 on a team's. Uh, roster probably isn't going to come up and have the same effect that Ramon did. Obviously, Ramon's an anomaly with how his effect became literally so immediate with a walk-off in his first game, but it's going to be something interesting to see and something to keep your eye on, for sure. Alright, that's going to wrap up halftime. Let's uh, get back to it, Cal. Alright. Welcome back. Uh, Third quarter here. (laughs) We're going to get into football, and uh, we'll get right into it. Which team had the best drafts, Kelly? For me, it was the Minnesota Vikings. They traded
0: down in the first round, still got Christian Derrissah tackle. They got Kellen Mond, great value for a backup quarterback in the third round. Chaz Surratt, a linebacker who could start right away. Wyatt Davis, I believe, is the second best guard in the draft. And another notable for you guys, Zach Davidson, tight end from Central Missouri. He had over 300 yards in a game last year. He's also their punter. And he was
1: bombing balls. I was watching some clips. It's a very interesting story. Oh, yeah, story. yeah, yeah. I,
2: I, I know who that is, actually. Yeah.
1: All right. I loved Carolina's draft. Carolina's going to be my honorable mention. But I'm going to go with Cleveland. Uh Newsome in the first round, I think, was a great pick at, what was it? 20, 27, 26, mm-hmm. somewhere in that, yeah, range. that range. Thought that was a great pick. wusu Karamo in the second round. It came out that he's had some heart issues, which is why he yeah. might have fallen to a positionless, which yeah, is tough. Yeah, I believe 52. But I don't think there's anyone that can deny the talent this guy has. Yeah. If he pans out the way I think he might, I think that's a great pick in the second round. They took the receiver Schwartz out of Auburn fastest with the guy. with the third round pick. The fastest, I believe, player in the draft, at least per forty time. There you can never it never hurts to add speed unless it's John Ross, who's horrible. Hmm. But Schwartz is a weapon that hopefully they can use in the right way in both the passing and possibly the returning game, so I think those three picks, as well as getting solid depth in the trenches later on in the draft, Cleveland killed it.
2: Yep, I am not going with those two teams. I go. I'm going with the Chicago Bears, who yeah, Bears. I, I think made the best pick in all the draft, with as far as value wise, with Justin Fields. Yeah. They then they then made another great pick with uh, Tevin Jenkins in the second round, a guy who I think Cincinnati should have hopped on a little sooner. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Cincinnati's pick, but I don't. I don't think it's the best pick by them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they took uh, Daz Newsome, mm-hmm. I think his name was. UNC. Yeah, uh, in the third or fourth round. And rest of the picks, I don't really know too much about. But I, I thought it was a great draft from Chicago, especially with getting and Justin Fields and what they had to give up for it. Yeah. All right, we saw day in day two and day three uh, that we haven't talked about yet. We obviously talked about day one. Again, if you haven't seen that yet, go back. It's something that we posted on Friday where we mm-hmm. went over every single team. Gave a grade for every single player drafted. All 32. Exactly. But, together, what what are some of the most exciting or best and worst picks from uh, day two and day three?
0: So, day two, my best pick is Elijah Molden, defensive back from Washington to Tennessee at pick 100. This is insurance for Caleb Farley, the guy they took in the first round who has back surgeries. And Molden is a baller. I think he was the second best DB in the Pac-12 over the past three years other than Javon Holland. And he could play corner, safety, nickel, kick, return, whatever you want. It's
1: great. If Caleb Farley doesn't pan out, perfect. Here's a guy who could play. Uh, yeah, Molden was a guy I actually really wanted the Niners to take a look at. But for me, my best day two pick was Nick Bolton. Went to Kansas City, I believe 50, I'm not, I'm not sure the exact number. But he was a second-round pick to Kansas City. Very fast, athletic linebacker. He lacks a little of the sideline to sideline speed, but he plays in great bursts. Great in line. It's going to be a good blitzer. I I really like the Nick Bolton pick, and I don't know if you guys watch ESPN or NFL Network for your draft coverage. But if you're watching, I believe NFL Network before day two, they had a little special on Nick Bolton. Amazing backstory: his mom and his mm-hmm. sister both had cancer. Wow! I believe, and you know, they interviewed both of them, interviewed him. Seems like a good guy. I'm I'm really hoping he has success in the yeah. NFL. Pick 58. 58. There we go.
2: Yeah, so I'm not going to go that in-depth with all the picks, but uh, I like Barrymore going to the Patriots in the second round. Jalen Darden going to the Bucs in the fourth round. Amon Ross St. Brown going to the Bucks, or not the Bucks, the, the Lions in the third or fourth round. Uh, Cornell cool. Rogers, I think his name is, the Clemson wide receiver going to the Chiefs was a great pick. Uh, Jamar Jefferson, second to last pick of the draft, going yeah. to the Lions, uh, I think that is a great pick. Yeah, and that, that's some of the picks that I like the most.
0: All right. So I forgot to say my day three pick. Yeah. That's Trey Smith to Kansas City, pick 226. That's the guard from Tennessee was thought of a first-round pick before he tore his ACL last year. And if he's anything close to what he was in college, wow. Kansas City had a great draft.
1: Yeah, a couple of, Yeah, a couple of other picks I like. I'm on Ross Sam Brown. I think it's a juju-type receiver. Maybe mm-hmm. not as good at the next level but very similar play style uh fourth rounder to the browns a couple picks i did not like nashawn Wright, cornerback went to dallas he had a fifth to sixth round uh, yeah pick dallas
0: didn't do very well yeah dallas yeah. had
1: a couple <laughs> interesting picks and another one was isaiah louderback uh defense tackle or end, i believe who went to uh pittsburgh did a little research on him he, he's going to fit in with a good scheme but you know he, he's a big guy he's athletically limited a guy yeah, who a lot of people had going undrafted Today's NFL. Yeah. We
0: need some fast three techs in the middle. Sorry, NFL.
2: pal. <laughs> we talked about the best. Now let's talk about the worst. Skyler, which team had the worst draft?
0: Worst draft for me is gonna be Cincinnati. They took Chase over Sewell. In the second round, they got Jackson Carmen. No disrespect to him, but that's a fifth round talent you're drafting to play left tackle for Joe Burrow, who just got hurt. It's yeah, it's inaccessible. Needs,
2: needs a guy there. Yeah. And we we were kind of scratching our head when they took mm-hmm. Uh, Chase over sewell mm. I know Burrow and Chase are best best buds, but I and mean, I'm sure they'll have a
0: great careers together. Yeah, but it sewell. doesn't matter if he's not standing upright.
2: Yeah, sewell definitely would have been his best bud if yeah. they took him.
1: Yeah, I, I actually really like Jamar Chase, but I'm with both of them when I think they should have taken sewell just because if Burrow's not alive, how's he going to get the ball to Chase or you know whatever receiver they have? Plus, they already have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. They have a couple decent receivers. But for me, my worst draft was Seattle Seahawks, just simply for the fact they only had three picks. Um, they traded, yeah. most of their picks for Jamal Adams. I think there was a couple More other. More coming next year, too. couple Jackson. Gabe Jackson, there was a couple other trades, but having only three picks, to me, just isn't enough. I, I like to actually like the receiver that they took in the second right, round. Pretty, my
0: friend Dylan, by the way, shout out to him, Seahawks fan, did not like. The pick of dwayne eskridge but i let him know he's great on special teams he should be solid in
1: the slot i i like dwayne eskridge i don't know if that's if i'm a seahawks i want an offensive lineman but you don't take you don't take special teams guys in the third round you can't already got tyler lockett who plays slot most of the time it was an interesting i like the player don't know if i like the fit but to me seattle only three picks not tremendous value what they needed that was my worst draft Mm -hmm. honorable mention to houston (laughs)
2: I think he's done a great draft. I got a franchise QB, but I'm not going to talk about that right now. Uh, Cincinnati comes up there. Dallas comes up there. But for me, it's going to be the Cardinals. I like saving Collins because mm-hmm. guys kind of put me on for him. Man crush. But uh, I don't think he was the right pick there at 16. And
1: Who I'll would look- you have taken? No, I'm, I'm just,
2: just wondering. I would have taken Najee. No-
0: I had Najee, Najee mock there. there.
2: I, I know or that's
1: again Or trade back.
0: But that's 15, worse yeah. value than Zayman Collins, were correct?
1: I, I think it's they drafted Isaiah Simmons last year, which makes... Isaiah Simmons wasn't very good last year. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're having second doubts about that pick after the Zayman Collins pick, but... I don't know. I, right. I I like the uh, trade back idea. If I uh, no the hate. I just wanted yeah. to... I was yeah. just wondering. Yeah.
2: But Zayvon Collins, <laughs> kind of a positionless guy. Already got one positionless guy, so having two of them... I don't think helps because I don't think two wrongs there makes a right. Uh, I mean, maybe they, they could work out, but who knows right now? Uh, I'm just telling
0: you, he's one of the most clutch players I've
1: ever watched. Yeah, so we, we'll th- see. We
2: thought that about we'll Isaiah Simmons, though. We thought Isaiah Simmons was Isaiah
1: good. Simmons, I still think, he's a freak. I think he could be good. But last year, he, he didn't look like he was ready for NFL action. At least in the games he played wow. the Niners. But it's, all right, continue, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: fair. The rest That's of fair.
1: the picks by the Cardinals didn't really
2: seem too crazy to me. Uh, I can't remember too many names Rondo off the top Moore? of my head, but uh, yeah, Rondell Moore actually yeah. was, I think, their best pick in the draft. But besides that, uh, I'm not a big fan of it for a team that was really on the edge of making or very, very much on the edge of making the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. All right, we're gonna have two little. Not rapid-fire questions, but a little interesting questions for our local yeah. teams. First one, why did the Niners draft two running backs, Skylar? Well, Breida,
0: Coleman, and who's, who am I missing?
1: None of those McKinnon. guys are the Niners. I know, the, the other one. McKinnon, McKinnon the guys yeah, who left, yeah. they're going
0: to try to restart the uh, backfield by committee that they did to go to the Super Bowl, I believe. So uh, having too
1: many running backs better than not having enough. I, I get I get what you're saying with that but at the same time we already had enough running backs to do a running back by committee Moster I think this is the biggest reason Moster and Wilson both had injury problems last year mm-hmm. I mean we've heard Kyle Shanahan talk repetitively about how we drafted a quarterback mostly because Jimmy's had injury histories so I think more than anything those guys are just insurance in case those guys go down uh Trey Sermon I think's eventually he's going to be the featured back for college mm. and taking a running back with a third round pick typically you see that but the other option I think you could see Raheem Mostert being cut before the season he has the biggest contract in those guys Wilson filled in nicely when he was hurt last year Sermon uh Hasty, Hasty, and uh I don't even remember the guy we got in the sixth round but I know he's very fast and we already have use check, so that's a running back that's going to be on the active roster every week, so yeah. I don't think we want to be able to carry all of those guys.
2: Yeah, I like the first pick of Sermon, but not taking a wide receiver of, mm-hmm. the, of our, uh, the second running back didn't really make sense to I me. I know they have guys coming back from injury, but you have guys coming back from injury. You don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to be back 100%. Obviously, we thought Jalen Hurd was going to come back from injury last year, ended up getting hurt again for the whole yeah. year. Mm-hmm. So do we even know if this guy can run anymore? Like. No.
1: Like, I know just, Shanahan loves him, but I I'm completely with you.
2: Yeah, like it, it's too many uncertainties there, and you could have gotten a guy to fit into your offense quite well with the, the guys that were left on the board. I know you wanted a couple guys, Brett. Guy
1: Smith was the guy I really wanted, I yeah, believe. Yeah, he was
2: there for in the
1: sixth pick. round. Yeah, we, I wanted him on both picks in the sixth round, and we passed on both. So
2: yeah, so I really don't understand the second pick, but Sermon right now depth, but a guy that can turn into the featured back, mm-hmm. obviously with. Moster yeah. and uh, Jeff Wilson. Yeah, not being able to take one hundred percent of the carries, obviously, but nobody's able to take one hundred percent of the carries unless you're James Robinson last year, who they kind of fucked over. They did. Drafted UTN I did not like that. Pick, signed Carlos like. Hyde. I think it's a cool pick for the dynamic of having Lawrence yeah. and UTN back together, but unless we're using them in the slot, mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense.
0: And we break that down in the draft. Day one episode.
1: Did yeah, get, so go, go watch it. Did you guys see uh, Travis Etienne's picture? Pick yeah, that was grade? bad. It was he bad. looked like a fourth grader. Yeah, That was a horrible picture. He's ready for the first yeah. day
2: of school. All right. Uh, I didn't put this question on here. I think Skyler did. <laughs> I did. Brett did. Yeah. Why did the Raiders draft three safeties? I know why, but Skyler, why do you think
0: I think why? there's two reasons here uh, that it could be. Number one is they needed some depth, maybe some special teams. And number two is they don't trust Jonathan Abram.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I was going to go with the not trusting Jonathan Abram, uh, you no know, idea philosophy, but when you look at the guys, they draft, I love Morg, Merig. Merrick, yeah. Merrick, I love Merrick. I think he was a steal mm-hmm. in the second round. I think they could have drafted him with their first round pick and taken, uh, Leatherwood with the second and no one would have questioned it. Mm-hmm. I love Merrick. But the other two guys they drafted, I mean, me and Sky were talking about Alex with this earlier. They're both yeah. guys who play like Jonathan Abram. For a secondary who's been they're lack- like
0: clones of John Yeah, Manier. for
1: for a secondary who's been lacking coverage, i think they're interesting picks. Um I would look look and looked looked taking more coverage, guys, yeah. at that point in the draft.
2: Yeah, uh so we drafted three safeties, one linebacker and uh, one corner, I think it was. So Merrick was the first safety drafted, uh Tyreek Gillespie was the second safety drafted. Uh, and the corner Nate Hobbs yeah. uh, Divine Diablo is actually a linebacker who can play the hybrid so he he's a guy that kind of depends on scheme but they already said that they're going to use him down uh, a linebacker so Gillespie is kind of just a depth pick in my opinion and then obviously Merrick is going to be
1: yeah, what they hope is be.
2: The, the guy with, with that team obviously and hopefully Casey Hayward can have some effect on him even though I mean Casey Hayward didn't really play safety mm-hmm. but I mean, He's knowing the system yeah. is the guy that a vet, a vet, and obviously the Raiders don't have a lot of vets as far as secondary goes. They did cut Jeff Heath mm-hmm. later today after the signing of Hayward, which is interesting to see. Freeze up
1: three point two million dollars.
2: Interesting to see where that where that goes. Uh,
1: I have a question for you, Kyle. Um, I, you guys signed Carl Joseph, I believe, back. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Carl Joseph. Uh, who guy. do you see as the two starting safeties going into the season?
2: Uh, I want it to be Abram. But I also love Carl Joseph. But I think it's probably going to be Joseph and uh, Merrig. But they're also going to... I'm sure they'll run Dime. Yeah.
0: 70% of the time.
2: We'll find a way to get Abram in. Even if it's not... In pass pro, where he's not the greatest at, but if it's yeah. rushing the passer, which I think is something that he ex- excels at, it's a guy who can, exactly. is a good tackler. I do.
1: think that's the best thing they can do is start to use Abram a little more situational. Yeah. Maybe not in passing downs, where, I mean, when he's been healthy, he hasn't been good in those passing downs. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to deny that, but he is a very exciting player and he's pretty good in the box. Yeah, so. he's, he's a good hybrid as
2: far as that goes. So if, if he's able to float around where he doesn't have like one. 100% responsibility, then I, I think he'll, he'll thrive in a situation yeah. like that. So that's why they took three three safeties, in my there opinion. You go. But let's uh, <laughs> let's get to our bets, and let's get on out of here. So last week, for my layup, I had the Blue Jays over the Nats on Wednesday. That did not happen. Nats did not lose the whole week. They were, they they were my team of the week. Skyler had SF over Colorado on Wednesday. That did happen. Alex Wood pitched a gem. He did. He threw darts that whole game and those were the only two layups that we had because we only had us two last week mm. this week though i have kansas city winning the series over the chicago white Sox. i believe that series is in kansas city kansas city's been hot chicago just lost another big time player in their lineup i'm picking kansas city
0: all right um you want to go first go ahead all, all right on. uh I got Cleveland baseball team over the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday. That's Shane Bieber against Brady Singer. Should be a great matchup, but I'm taking Bieber. Should throw, I'm hoping maybe one or two runs in six innings. Should get the job done. Six innings. Should get the job done. I think it's
1: it's normally a pretty safe bet to take Shane Bieber in Cleveland when Bieber's on the bump. Uh, I sh- probably should have done more research on this, but I'm pretty sure the Warriors have a back-to-back within the next week against the Thunder. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that's within the next week, but I'm taking the Warriors to take both from the Thunder. Thunder are pretty clearly tanking. Warriors are in need-to-win mode, trying to get a top-eight seed. Warriors want to take both of those.
2: That's, that's about as layup as a yeah. layup can come, because uh, the Thunder <laughs> are going to one in like, two months or something like that, and their
1: average like loss. What if Curry gets a day off? I don't yeah, think Curry's getting a day happen. off. I could still happen. I think I think, I think the Warriors would still win that game. Yeah, which It's right. crazy considering how bad the Warriors are without Curry. Yeah. yeah but I, I was looking at the Thunder's lineup. It's it's bad. Like it's
2: I I don't bad. know a lot of players on their team, and I feel like I know a good amount of the players in the NBA. But let's get to our bold predictions. Last week I had the Twins win the series over Kansas City. That did happen. And Seattle had a top ten trade up for a QB. Close. Top eleven yep. would have been correct, but yeah, uh, yeah, there was yeah. a top ten trade up, but not for a QB. Not if for a quarterback. The Eagles took Devonta Smith. Yeah. With that tenth pick, I don't think there's any other trades in the top ten besides that. No. I mean the Niners, but that happened earlier in the draft process. That's so. true. So, but kind of crazy. I thought there would have been a top ten trade up. I, I think. Who would have thought Justin Fields falls out of the top ten? Yeah. But that uh, that might be a, a thing that is regretted by some teams like the Broncos uh, later on in there. Yeah,
1: I, I just I just quickly want to read the Thunder starting lineup because I don't see how many it Moses Brown Theo nope. Maladon I know him uh, Sviakoslav Svi- Mikhailik Mikhailik I actually know of him Polkoveski yep. Yeah, that's it. the really tall Older guy. Than him. Yeah, Plum and yeah. then Kendrick Kendrick Williams
2: don't yeah, know him. I, I know the names. <laughs> I know the faces, <laughs> but that's because I've rebuilt them in 2K a couple times. Right. They're... They need the rebuild.
0: Yeah, they're... I've seen some of them on uh, on the fantasy dashboard.
2: <laughs> Let's get to this week, though, for our bowl predictions. Uh, I have the Reds sweeping Cleveland in uh, Cleveland. I don't know why it took so yes. long to say. Uh, <laughs> obviously, looks like they're not going to be facing Bieber, and when you're not facing Bieber, you have a pretty good shot to beat Cleveland.
0: I'm gonna go with some college football, the FCS semifinal game. I'm going with Sam Houston, my former quarterback Josh McCown's alma mater, to upset James Madison. Uh, James Madison has been kind of a powerhouse the past couple years up there with North Dakota State, Uh, but I'm going with Sam Houston. They're eight and zero.
1: Let's get it. I
2: I don't know about this one, Skyler. I think
1: I gotta take JMU, man. (laughs) The Dukes. Yeah, the Purple. I I have no input on that. I'm gonna let Skyler, you know, take control of that, but. For me, bold prediction Richard Sherman comes back to the Niners with the Raiders signing Casey Hayward. I think that kind of takes the Raiders out of the mix for Sherman, which basically just leaves the Niners and the Jets. And I've heard rumors of the Broncos, but after the Broncos, the Jeffs yes, corner and yet again. I've heard he does not want to go to the
0: Jets. Yeah, so. so
1: I mean, I haven't heard much rumors about Sherman at all, to be honest with well, yeah, you. That's fair. But, I know, but. Yeah. The Niners, suppose we have been looking to clear some cap. He might be ready to take a cheaper salary, you know, late in this process. Bring him back as another veteran. I don't even know if he starts. I think he probably does, but we're going to have a lot of more depth behind him to relieve him a little bit. But it makes sense. I'd like to see it happen. Who knows? What about All Seattle right.
2: for him? Reunite with Pete Carroll?
1: I, mean, I think he's done with Seattle. I, I think I don't there was know. kind of some bad blood there at the end, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't know. Uh, he got cut. I, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean... I mean, they're I not... Well, there's three things he, he wants,
0: right? He, he, he wants uh, to win, he wants money, and he wants to stay on the West Coast.
1: I mean, I it wouldn't put me... I mean, I wouldn't put it past the Seahawks to go do that, but knowing Sherman and the type of pride he has, being yeah. cut from the Se- Seattle, I think, left a bad taste in his mouth. The Niners, I know, have had open dialogue with him. He's expressed interest... I, I don't
0: think there's. this is a rumor, but that would be interesting. I was
2: thinking Chargers, maybe, because obviously Hayward's gone. They yeah. didn't make a lot of moves as far as secondary went in the off season. Yeah. So maybe L.A.
1: went out the ramp. Pair
0: up with Asante Samuel, Jr. I love uh, that pick, by the way. I wanted
1: him in the second round.
0: Yeah. Not all good. right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for us, episode 34. Uh, next week, we'll be back with all of the baseball again. Maybe some NBA playoff
2: stuff. Ooh, maybe. 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 And 35 next week, Thinking think an easy 35 to pick out is Kevin Durant.
1: Yeah, the Slim Reaper. Yeah. I can't wait for episode 38. You guys know where I'm going with that. Come on, I got the jersey.
2: Nick Martini. Nick
1: Martini oh, episode, baby. Uh, he's a nobody, everybody.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see you next time. Everybody, go Jets.